Welcome back to the third episode of Geisler's Guidelines. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the past couple episodes. I am so elated to announce that we have had over 200... What? Oh, uh, over 20 listens to the uh, both episodes, so fantastic, am I right? Also, uh, thank you to the person who gave me a five-star rating on iTunes. Um, you guys need to kind of step it up to the others who are listening through iTunes. Leave me a review. Make it a good one because if no one gives me a review, I'm going to have to fake news the situation and just write a bunch of reviews for myself. And we all know no one wants that except myself. So please just do me the favor. Give me some good reviews. Give me some likes. Um, and let's make this podcast great again, even though it's always been great, you know. Uh, but here today, uh, I have a very good friend of mine. Her name is Jenna Crowell. Uh, thank you very much for being on this show, Jenna. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, thank you for having me, Jordan. You're very welcome. Thank um. you for being here. <laughs> that was really rude, and I shouldn't have said you're welcome for, but <laughs> oh, whatever. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> How do we know each other, Jenna? We met in high school. We had freshman gym class together. Yeah. At like, what was it, 7 o'clock in the morning? 8 o'clock in the morning? <laughs> it was like 8.45. It was our first period. <laughs> it was gross. Not the best way to start the day. No. Um, Already sweaty. Yeah. But we've known each other for like six years now. Mm-hmm. Um, Good chunk of time. And you're one of the few people I've stayed really close with since graduation. Same. So, mm-hmm. uh deep connection there very <laughs> i very much value our friendship so oh, me too. thank you for staying in touch thank you for being a good friend mm-hmm. um and just thank you for being on the show i greatly appreciate your time and sacrifice of your dignity to be here <laughs> so um uh want to get started yeah let's start all right so uh we changed it up a little bit i got a little bit of feedback from the past couple of guests that they would have liked a little more heads up on what the topic was going to be just so that they can have an idea of things to say. Um, So before the show started, I had Jenna pick three topics from our bowl and then she selected one at random because uh, she couldn't narrow it down to two. And they were both really good, so I I can't blame her for not narrowing it down. Um, Of course, all the topics I come up with are good, but you know, Mm -hmm. uh, that's beside the point. So uh, the topic that was randomly chosen is self-consciousness or just being self-conscious. So Jenna, do you consider yourself to be a self-conscious person? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Why do you think so? Mm, I'm very like shy at first, I would Mm -hmm. say. And I don't know. I definitely like rethink situations a lot in my head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And especially like now with like working in like a service industry, You'll like walk away and you'll be like, oh, why did I say that? Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I know what you mean. Um, Have you ever seen those memes where it's like, it's like SpongeBob lying in his bed and there's like the faces of like all of his friends and it's like me trying to fall asleep thinking about like all the weird things I did yesterday. Or those like ones where it's like me thinking about that one time that I said this in second grade. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or it's like Mm -hmm. me me going over an argument and like, how I could have wanted if I just like said yeah. this or, or that. having like just fake arguments like no one's yes. argued with you and you're in the shower and you're like oh my gosh like this so is what heated. I would say to that yes I do that all the time mm-hmm. too um yep. I would definitely say I'm also a self-conscious person um I think that's just come with over the years I think especially in middle school oh definitely um you just start going through that change of not o- not only like physically that you change, but emotionally and I think mentally you really start to mature and you just really pick up on like what other people are doing mm-hmm. and saying. And I think that's definitely when I started to become a very self-conscious person. Um, but I know hands down, that's just how I am. Um, so what do you think you're self-conscious about the most? Mm. Probably just appearance. I feel like everybody. Like, yeah. I'm very short, and my brother has made that very apparent lately. <laughs> like, How tall is he? He is 5'9", which I would not say is super tall, but I'm 5'2", so oh, that's, then, yeah, that's a, pretty, a big difference, that's apparently. That's a big difference. Um, I'm like 6'2". You're pretty tall, yeah. Yeah, th- mm-hmm. thank you. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, it, 
<laughs> it's not really it's just how it is but my mom is like five three or so i can like rest my chin on the top of her head if i'm standing behind her which mm-hmm. i do occasionally if i'm just tired and like waiting in line or something um mm-hmm. i'm sure is there anything else that might be like the biggest one i don't know i think i'm kind of plain looking no you're i have like brown hair brown eyes pretty standard (laughs) when did you start becoming self-conscious about your height um probably like when you said middle school high school i think just because i think growing up like in elementary school it wasn't as noticeable yet i was like not the tallest but definitely not the shortest so i felt like average Mm -hmm. which was fine but then when you stop like being like average then you're like "Uh uh-oh yeah like there's a problem (laughs) in the first grade i hit a growth spur and i was one of like the tallest in my class and i um did a basketball league and i was like really tall so i did really well and then Mm -hmm. the next year everyone else hit their growth spur and i was just like average and i wasn't that good anymore so i quit Mm -hmm. but um i kind of know like at some point you're just like oh i'm I guess I'm done, like, growing, and I think I'm finally at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, But turning it to what I'm self-conscious about, um, I think I was kind of a chubby kid, like, in Mm -hmm. elementary school and middle school, and there was this, like, unspoken kind of, like, rule that, like, once you're a certain age and you're a guy, you're supposed to start working out. And I, like, was just so like ignorant and blind that I never got that message Mm -hmm. so I always felt like I was really behind um like other kids um just in like oh am I buff or am I athletic and for the longest time that was just something I was really self-conscious about was just like oh well I need to look this way and I don't look this way um so what am I going to do about it to look that way and I think even to this day, that's just something that I, like, fully recognize. Because, like, now that guys are older and it's like, oh, you can get, like, your own gym membership. Or, mm-hmm. you know, you can do CrossFit if you want to. Which, if you listen to last week, I burned CrossFit a little bit because I ain't about that. <laughs> um, and so uh, there will be guys who are just like, oh, tomorrow's, like, leg day. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, I'm, like, working on those biceps or mm-hmm. just stuff like that. And I'm just, like, I run for a while on the elliptical and then I do, like, some reps with the weights we have and that's kind of it. I don't mm-hmm. bench press. I don't do, like, any of that stuff. Um, but I always feel like I'm supposed to just because, like, everyone else does and they look this way and then I do this and I look a different way and it just makes me feel really self-conscious about myself. Mm-hmm. Um have you ever felt self-conscious about like the way you speak yes all the time um i have a naturally like soft speaking voice Mm -hmm. so i feel like when i talk people are always like what and i'm like then i have to like almost shout and then i feel like i can't shout at people either yeah um and definitely like when i first meet people it's very like it sounds higher Mm -hmm. but then when i'm like with my friends i feel like it's like super low yeah so I either have like chipmunk voice or like man voice there's no like in between <laughs> no i think there's definitely an in between mm, okay um when i was younger before like i hit puberty um <laughs> that's the subliminal message of this episode is mm-hmm. puberty um i had a very high-pitched voice and whenever i would pick up the phone at the house like i would answer it and people would think it, i was my mom or my sister oh. they'd be like oh michelle and i'd be like actually this is jordan <laughs> it was just like really embarrassing for the longest and or some people would apologize about and they'd be like oh i'm so sorry and i'm like honestly i'm used to it and now i look back and i'm like wow that was a really sad time in my life mm-hmm. um and then i think it, it had been a couple years since we had moved to kentucky i said the word y'all mm-hmm. in front of my siblings and my sister Paige was like Jordan said the word y'all and she just like <laughs> was poking fun at me and I was yeah. like no like I didn't mean it that was something in our and especially now in our house my mother will tell my little brother she'll be like don't talk like you have a southern accent you don't have a southern accent he's like I'm not we're <laughs> like yes you are <laughs> oh my gosh but I think that's just like 
something I try to be conscious of because there are times mm. where I'm just like, oh, y'all is a good word to use right now. But I'm like, no, I can't use that word or I really slip into it. Actually, we've been talking and I learned this from the library. You guys, it's because guys, it's kind of more gendered. Mm-hmm. So some people actually prefer like y'all or you all because oh, all is neutral. That's good. I never so, even thought of that. There you go. The it's sound. safer than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there was, okay, do you remember Tanner Finch? No. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I'm not burning Tanner Finch at all. He's a really nice guy. Um, but when we moved here, I think I was in I was in the third grade, and I heard his voice, and he has a he has a southern voice because I'm pretty sure he was born and raised here. And when we moved here, I was like, Oh my gosh! Like what an exotic accent! <laughs> oh, and after happy. after a little while, I was like, Oh, like a lot of people have a southern accent who mm-hmm. live in kentucky surprise surprise but um for the longest time i was just like wow like how interesting that's the way his voice sounds but mm-hmm. i was just so blissfully ignorant about that that I never even really took notice mm-hmm. um so next question have people driven you to feel self-conscious about yourself i think so yeah mm-hmm. i feel like even it can be like a very passive thing that they do because we're just so easy to compare ourselves to others yeah people may not have even have said something or done thing like mean-spirited but they could just be a certain way and you're like oh man i wish i was like that or oh man i don't want to be like that you know? yeah mm-hmm. or just like the way um people can like communicate a message with a certain intention behind the message but that doesn't mm-hmm. mean we interpret it with that um intention in mind we can in- we interpret it in a whole different way um, and in a whole different perspective. So someone could like give you a compliment, but we see it as like something passive and we're just mm-hmm. like, oh, well, like, did he really mean that? Or d- d- was she just like being mean or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I totally get what you mean. Um, is there anyone in, not to like spill some tea, but is there anyone in particular who has ever made you feel really self-conscious? Mm, I guess lately my brother. Mm-hmm. But that's like siblings, you know. It's sibling rivalry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything in particular? Again, my height. But... Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I think he. I don't really think he means any of it. I think that's just also because he's at that age. He's sixteen now. Yeah. So he's probably obviously self-conscious and around, like, those like kind of like the middle school, high schoolers, you know, yeah. and they can make you feel a certain type of way. But... They're just like blunt and don't think Mm, they're like not nice at all yeah that's just the way it is when you're in that phase but then i think now like lately like being at college like no one no one really cares as much anymore like no one thinks that much about what you're doing i feel like as much like as much as you do yeah Mm -hmm. sometimes i'm like oh well now that i'm out of high school like i really don't give a crap about like what other people think of me and other Mm -hmm. times i'm like no i i still definitely do Mm -hmm. think about what other people think of me but um i really shouldn't because honestly it doesn't matter that much unless i highly value that person's opinion yeah but i also resonate with having a sibling (laughs) that can make you self-conscious um i love my sister see we're getting both sides because i was the older sister younger brother your younger brother older sister i like this i like Mm -hmm. this so Um, yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i thank you for pointing that out i Mm -hmm. really like that um my sister was on the last episode and she did a wonderful job. Thank you, for, thank you, Paige, for being on here. Um, but growing up, we would definitely rip each other and she um, sometimes made me feel kind of self-conscious about myself because we would just like poke fun at each other and be like, oh, you're so ugly mm-hmm. or just like stuff like that. And eventually it just kind of got to me and I was like, oh, I, I am an ugly person and it was just like I developed a complex about it which our mom always warned us she was like if you don't stop like you're gonna develop a complex and (laughs) and then I would just like anytime my sister would say something mean I'd just be like Paige you're giving me a complex and then I'd just like say that to my mom she'd be like Paige be quiet um but both my mom and my sister loving people need to make that clear Mm -hmm. um but I think over the years has taken me time just to like unpack that and be like no I'm not like an ugly person like not saying I'm a 
hot person. Um, but I'm not going <laughs> to sell myself short and say I'm unattractive. Um, this is a sponsorship by Jordan. Uh, I'm very <laughs> hot. <laughs> but, um, but that has just taken me a little while to kind of deal with like, oh, I'm not an ugly person. That's just like uh, feedback I've been giving myself based off of a joke that had no intention to mean that. Mm-hmm. But I took it seriously anyways. Um, so that's just something that I think is really important that just because someone says something, you you don't have to take it at face value. You really have to interpret it. And, um, like the context behind it, the person who's saying it, um, their intentions of saying it, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, do you think it's um, good or bad to be self-conscious? there's pros and cons to both Mm -hmm. i do think it can be good sometimes to be conscious of like what you are and sometimes people are honestly giving you feedback like they're not necessarily always like it's like a good criticism yeah like oh sometimes you're like this and i don't really like that how that comes off or how you make me feel like and you not and then you could be like oh never realized that sure or if sometimes if people are just like it depends i guess on the place it's coming from like if someone's just like you're ugly like okay no wrong first off (laughs) yeah second no again but yeah so Mm -hmm. yeah i agree i think there i like you said there are pros and cons to both i think for me the awareness is really important of if i'm being self-conscious then i'm being aware um Mm -hmm. of just how i look what i say what i'm doing um but at the same time I can be just hypercritical and just be like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not doing this right. I'm not saying this right. I don't look good. I need to be doing something different, looking a certain way. Um, so it's hard to find that balance of in between like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I can be aware of myself, but that doesn't equate to, oh, I need to critique myself and what I'm doing wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a hard a hard line to walk mm-hmm. um are we as people self-conscious because of how we compare ourselves to others or do you think there are other factors that cause that i think so i think lately it's definitely become way more easier to be self-conscious because of like social media and how interconnected we are also maybe you could like argue there's like a biological reason for being self-conscious mm-hmm. because certain traits like you know help you survive better so i don't know if there's like some kind of like scientific reason that we're self-conscious because of that or if it's just like all psychological yeah i don't know i like that i think social media as you said definitely plays a big part in that just because it's such a comparison game of oh this person is doing this so i should probably be doing that too or um i think especially now that we're in the summer session of just like oh these people are like hanging out with these people and they're going Mm -hmm. here and there and i'm just like at home or i'm just working and you feel like you're missing out or that you were you do you were late to the party whether it be literally or figuratively Mm -hmm. um so i think definitely probably within the past 10 years or so with the just the emergence of knowing um so much about the people around you that has definitely come into effect with being self-conscious um mm-hmm. but i would argue that people were still pretty self-conscious in the past mm-hmm. um probably just about different things and at um not as high as a level um do you think like your parents were ever like really self-conscious about stuff when they were younger yes i think it was probably i think people grow like we're more conscious about i guess probably now more appearance than people were because so much of it is like captured in photos but i don't know i think it was probably different with the times and also like depending on beauty standards like what society admired at that time that kind of thing yeah Mm -hmm. i agree i think my mom probably more so than my dad was self-conscious because my mom had a difficult childhood with like school and and she was bullied a lot so i think um even now that she's older and she like you know can like 
deal with the fact that like oh well those kids are mean to me because they were they were just mean people Mm -hmm. um she is still a self-conscious person and maybe pieces of that were passed down to my siblings and I Mm -hmm. um but I don't know about my dad he's a very just um like he doesn't rely on what other people think of him and he's perfectly fine with how he sees himself and I think that's a, a really great gift that I wish I possessed but unfortunately don't possess because um, I feel like when you're just focused on what other people are thinking of you and um, how you compare to them that you really miss out um, just on what's in front of you and other opportunities because you're just so fixated on little things that looking back like aren't gonna matter at all um, like in high school I was really self-conscious about the fact that like I wasn't a popular person really and, yeah I would never have known that really I like I feel like you were pretty confident in high school at least compared to me I would think I was not very confident mm-hmm. I I feel like I can portray that but I on the inside like I cannot do that it's mm-hmm. one of those I guess fake it till you make it kind of things I don't know I feel like I also could justify it because I could be like oh well I moved like I oh, did not yeah. know anybody yeah. when I first got there so definitely like the sitting alone at the lunch table for a couple of days was like very oh, real for me Jenna. like for the first few days I was like I just need one friend I need to meet oh, like this one I wish person. I had been there I'm so sorry no you you were later but like obviously that goes away but yeah so I could justify like not being popular was like well I didn't know any of these kids in middle school and elementary school like every time I meet them I'm meeting them for the first time and so I was like I don't know then I could be like oh I don't need to be popular because like I'll always have to like work against the fact that I've just come here yeah that I don't know all these people and then I know way more people back there so then then I'm like way popular where I'm from compared Mm -hmm. to you all like I can justify it that way when we and there's a popularity card so i don't want to get too into popularity Mm -hmm. um because i'll come back on later Mm -hmm. in another episode but still while we're on the topic may as well discuss it um as i mentioned we moved here uh, when i was in the third grade and Mm -hmm. i always felt like i was popular in my elementary school because and this is going to sound super lame but i was a really fast reader and they had these like did you have, okay because you're a west coaster too kind of did you have like ar reading goals i know what those are now at the library but i feel like i can agree with you when you were younger it was very cool to be smart yeah like because you could take like extra classes or like being like the really smart kid classes and mm-hmm. everyone would be like oh but then like i don't know where it shifts but like middle and high school like it wasn't as yeah cool. it's no longer a valuable it was cool to, like, those like mutual kids in those classes with you but everybody else was like oh you're a geek or you're a nerd or whatever yeah, yeah. They had at my elementary school this thing called AR reading goals, and it was like by probably within like they did it by like every half semester. Mm-hmm. Um, you had to have like a certain amount of reading points, and you would like read a book, and each bur each book each <laughs> book was worth a certain amount of points. And then you after reading it, you would like take a test on the computer, like ten questions about what the book was about and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I think if it was a really long book, they might do, like, 20 questions. Mm. But I can't remember. To me, like, a long book was, like, 150 pages at the time. So it probably yeah, wasn't really that long. So but, cute. like, in the third grade, that's a lot. Um, but, and if you, like, met your goal by the time period, uh, like, your class would throw a party and you would get to be involved. And if you didn't Aww. make it, you could, like, be in the room, but you didn't get to participate. Which definitely would not be... <laughs> okay and then now like oh everybody has to be included kind of culture but um I just remember like I usually had like a high goal and I usually met it before anyone else met theirs and so everyone was just like oh that's Jordan like he reads fast (laughs) now now that I audibly say that I'm like wow I was a dork um but that was just something that I thought made me popular and then we moved to Kentucky and they did not have AR reading goals. It was just you read a book and that was it. And also mm-hmm. just being the new kid automatically labels you as just like an outsider to the social strata. Even in like mm-hmm. the third grade, it was, that was just a part of how it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I totally see what you mean. But I think in high school, there was just a lot of, like, especially in the lunchroom, that's, like, the one piece of high school movies that is usually done, like, pretty well, Mm -hmm. is that there is a very clear division of who's popular and who's not or whatever is in the lunchroom because you're going to sit with, like, your group, your Mm -hmm. clique or whatever, And I was, even though I had, like, a really good group of friends, I always felt self-conscious of, like, oh, well, like, I'm not sitting, and this is also going to sound lame. I'm just revealing all this really lame stuff that I've held (laughs) so near and dear to my heart. Um, In our cafeteria, there were two sides. There was a left side and a right side, and the right side had, like, booths Mm -hmm. and these swivel chairs. Always told myself I was going to get one of those booths. You were, like, so cool if you sat at the booth. That's what I was thinking you were going to talk about. I was like, You wanted a booth. Always you wanted the booth. You sat at a table like, oh, why? why? It's just you average. Could have a booth. It was so uncool. Or there were a couple like table. It was like almost like a cafe style table where it's like high up and there were like mm-hmm. a couple of high chairs and it was only like three for one little table. Those were kind of like, those were better than just like a regular table. Yeah. Um, but I always told myself, oh, senior year. I'm going to get one of those booths. I'm going to get one and I'm going to be so cool. And junior year, we sat at just a regular table on the side where the booths were. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And to us, that was pretty close. And then senior year, I did JCTC and I wasn't at the campus anymore. But my group that I sat with made it to a booth. And I was like, well, I I guess that's good enough for me. Mm Mm-hmm. Now that you mention it, I'm thinking about it definitely when I was a freshman and sophomore, sat on the sides that didn't have the booths, and then when I was a junior and senior, sat on the other side. Mm -hmm. Maybe not in a booth, but still on the other side, so I graduated a little bit. You just feel, I just feel like that is such an unconscious social division, it's just, Mm -hmm. oh, do you sit at a table, or do you sit at a booth, because (laughs) life is just different if you sit at a booth, Um, but again, that's just like... So lame now, but at the time it felt important. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you ever have like those feelings of just like, oh, at one point this was really important and now it's just like super lame and super pointless? Yes, the booths thing. Oh. <laughs> I don't care anymore. Other than the now, booths. Now I would just be like, how cold is it going to be where we're sitting? Who am I sitting with? I mean, how close is it to the ne- I don't, nearest exit? I don't know. <laughs> like, you know, like more important things. Yeah. If like the building was burning. I don't know. Um. Yeah, I think college now, I think I care less about mm-hmm. stuff I did in high school. Like, sometimes there'll be people in my classes wearing pajamas, and I'll be like, oh, why didn't I wear pajamas? <laughs> I could have worn pajamas. They already, like, broke the seal. Like, oh, my god. Which is in high school, like, you would have worn pajamas on pajama day, but if you did wear pajamas on the regular day, people would have talked about you. Oh, my God. <laughs> you had to look, like, real cute all the time in high school for some reason, even though... It was like early and you were in math and you didn't want to be there anyway. So why put in the effort? Yes. Yeah. I Mm -hmm. totally know what you mean. I think another, something that I was always like, oh, this is so important. Um, The pep rallies at school. Oh my God. Everyone was like, oh, there's a pep rally today. And I'm like, honestly, I would rather smash my head into a desk. Yes. I was like, how can I hide in the bathroom to get out of this pep rally? I I think our class was really unspirited too. Yeah. Maybe uh, there was definitely levels. Like I think sophomore year is when like, no matter what year we were in school, always the sophomores like did not care. Yeah. They were like whatever. Yeah. Freshmen, you're like trying to be cool. Seniors, you're like I'm almost done. So, sure, may whatever. As well. Ooh, like you're cheering because you're almost done, not because like we're playing south. Yeah. Yes. I think sometimes they would have teachers like be stationed outside bathrooms to like make sure no one was just like mm-hmm. sitting in there waiting. Um, but pep rallies to me were like, oh, if I was, like, going to all the games or if I was in this certain group or on a certain team, I would have been, like, more into it. And I, I honestly wish I was one of those people who was into it. Mm-hmm. But now looking back, I'm like, those were wastes of time. We should have been in class. I know China does not have pep rallies. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, they have morning assembly or, like, morning stretches, don't they? I would believe they, they have, have pep rallies morning from stretches. Dong. Like not for their team. Never mind. <laughs> I guess oh they God. have their own different idea of a pep rally. Yeah. Probably something useful and healthy versus what we do. Um, which is have 
someone from the senior class put on a horse head and dance around to whip a nene or something stupid <laughs> like know. that. I'm almost a hundred percent sure that actually happened at a pep rally. Um, yeah, but I I can't remember what song, but yes, I do remember that part. That <laughs> was honestly mm-hmm. the people at our school were so stupid. Um, also, not gonna lie. I think lately it was brought to my attention here in Kentucky specifically. People care where you went to high school, especially more in Louisville. They always ask where you went to school, and they yeah. don't mean college; they mean high yeah. school, because then they'll pay like attention to those rivalries, which I never thought of or cared about, and still don't to this day. Yeah. So whenever people are like, "Oh, you went to OC," I'm like, "Yeah." There were yeah okay. some people in college, and just like some adults I know, like if they ask and I tell them, they're like oh oc like oh like yeah. the ghetto school yeah. <laughs> just like, like oh. oh i went to south and we beat you at like this game at such and such time and i'm just like well i wasn't there i didn't care yeah still don't care but mm-hmm. <laughs> good for you that you were there i i guess but you know whatever um next <laughs> question when is the earliest time you remember feeling self-conscious Probably one of the earliest I can remember it was, I think, third grade? I got glasses. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I yep. feel that 100%. Mm-hmm. I, or, sorry, go ahead. No, you talk. No, no, you go ahead. I think this I is going to be good. I remember at first, I was really excited because obviously you can see better. Yeah. So you're like, oh my gosh. I remember, I think I got, like, after I got my glasses, I remember looking at a tree and was like, I can see the leaves. Oh my gosh. <laughs> In such perfect detail. But then... When I was, of course, going into middle school, I was like, I do not want to wear glasses. I need contacts. Mm-hmm. Like, no. Yeah. I might need braces. I can't have both. Oh, my yeah. God. Then I'm definitely a nerd. I'm like, so that, I think, is one of the earliest times I can remember. I fought that war of getting contacts and not wearing glasses with my parents for years, and they did not budge one bit. Because um, I got glasses and braces my eighth grade year like that school yearbook photo is one of my worst not as bad as my freshman year photo that (laughs) real quick roast on my dad something i've never forgotten my freshman year yearbook picture was so bad that i brought it home and my dad was like i'm not paying for that and i remember just being like oh my gosh but uh i don't hold that to you personally dad because that was honestly a horrible picture um i should have prepped better for that one um but eighth grade year i got glasses and braces at the Mm -hmm. same time and i just remember before school started i was like i'm a dork now like (laughs) before i could have tried to you know potentially hide that but braces and glasses at the same time like that is just dork status 100 percent. and i would just go and i'd like try and sit up close to the class like to the board Mm -hmm. so that i wouldn't have to wear the glasses or i would just not wear them and i would be blind but i was like there's i'm just not gonna wear them but now i try and wear them more um and granted the pair i have now are much better than the ones i had then the ones i had back then were like grandpa like thin glasses Mm -hmm. but that was a dark time in my life. Um, I think one of the first times I was really self-conscious was, um, I think if I'm going back early enough, probably fourth grade, um, going back to my voice being really high-pitched, people made fun of me for having a high-pitched Aww. voice. And I just remember like feeling really self-conscious about that. And since I roasted you, Dad, I'll give you a toast. You... And mom came in for, I think, my birthday or something. Because in the fourth grade, you could bring in... You could, like, buy cupcakes from the school to share with your class. And once you got there, you were like, Jordan, where's that kid that's bullying you? I need to talk to him. And I was like, oh, dad, like, you're a hero. Thank you. Um, And I just remember, like, he stood up for me on that one because it wasn't i wish it was something i could have controlled but it wasn't something i could have controlled but i think also probably sixth grade or seventh grade you had gym as one of your like forced electives and you had to wear a gym uniform and Mm -hmm. i just remember being in the locker room and having to change i was like i'm gonna get 
a locker in the back of the room. Yeah. I'm going to change really quickly and I'm just going to head out. I'm not going to stick around any of that kind of stuff. Cause I just remember feeling so self-conscious about the way I looked cause I wasn't buff. I felt just really bad about how I looked and I was like, I just going to rush out. And then once gym class was over, maybe I'll like just stay in the shorts and change the shirt real quick or whatever. But I just remember feeling so uncomfortable about that. Um, and then all the guys would joke. There was like one shower in the middle school sh- locker room. And all the guys would be like, oh, who's going to take the shower? And it's just like, I don't even know why you would want to use the shower in middle school gym. Like, mm-hmm. you might break a sweat, but you wouldn't be drenched in playing like four square we didn't have time uh, honestly there was no have, time why did they have showers? there was no time we had no, i barely had time to change half the time honestly and get to class. we had like a three minute hall break in middle school and if you had to like go to the bathroom like you better freaking go you better at the sprint, speed of lightning because like... teachers were not forgiving on that they were like you have three minutes that's plenty of time and i was just like well i just had band at like this end of the school and mm-hmm. I have to cross to the other end of the school and get crap out of my locker so it's really not enough time but beside the point um mm-hmm. psa make locker time longer for middle school actually yeah. no because apparently people are using that time to vape so <laughs> i take that back Get more vape time <laughs> oh my I'm gosh kidding. yeah instead no. of a smoke break it could be like no. A vape hour or oh something my God. like that. Isn't that what, what is it called at high school now? Isn't that what they do sometimes? I don't know. Whatever. I know, like. Not it, the point. No, at OC, they, like, the, one, either the upstairs or downstairs bathrooms are locked because yeah, people just go in there and vape. Yeah. And I'm just like. Which sounds like we're in the 50s. Honestly, like, that sounds like something in, like, a high school movie where it's just, like, all the punk kids hanging in the bathroom smoking a cigarette or something like mm-hmm. that. But society is de-evolving but mm-hmm. whatever um so how do you combat being self-conscious um, again i think i just got to the point where i started telling myself no one really cares mm-hmm. like i or started seeing it too that no one pays that much attention to what you're doing except you and if they are maybe like you and if it's so negative all the time, maybe they're just not as confident with themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think part of it for me was my sister definitely mm-hmm. spoke a lot of truth into me. Just like, you will look back on this time and realize some things were actually important, but a lot of things weren't important. And I look back on that now and I'm just like, wow, she was at the time I was like, well, no, everything is really important right now. Mm -hmm. And I look back and I'm like, no, everything was not important. There was a lot of stuff that was honestly really stupid and really pointless that seems like it was going to be make or break. Um, And it's just one of those things that I think honestly just comes with age that you have to realize there is a time and place for stuff. But a lot of times it's just kind of pointless or Mm -hmm. you know doing the comparison game of oh well he's like this and i'm like that um is not gonna get you very far it might help you with a little bit of self-improvement but likeliness is it's just gonna degrade um yourself not yourself uh, Mm self-esteem it's just gonna degrade your self-esteem and make you feel like a worse person and um you have to just fill yourself with positivity and um positive thinking which i uh, hard to do um i'm a pessimist at heart i'm such an optimist really yes i thought you were a pessimist too i am an optimistic realist i think okay that's like that also while you were talking about that i was thinking like also the things that like you're always self-conscious about you always have the ability to change yeah and so thinking back to like things that I've constantly been self-conscious about, those are things I think that are just I'm always going to have, mm-hmm. that I'm always going to carry with me, and I think are just things I just like fear or worry about. Yeah. But like some of the things that came in, gone, like have gone, I'm like, oh, like mm, no, those aren't as big of a deal. Yeah. But yeah, but you can always like change and improve. I'm also like a big embracer of change. Oh, so. that's okay. I think yeah. change is always something you should be keeping in like the rearview mirror is that mm-hmm. there's always room to 
expand or shrink your view of things and um there's always there's always just room for growth Mm -hmm. um but you you really are an optimist i had no idea and i've known you for six years i can't believe Um, this i think sometimes like deep down i'm too much of an optimist no i'm very naive i think as i get older (laughs) like the older i get i'm like i'm really trusting of everyone if you're naive then i'm very very naive I I, i always see you as more like knowledgeable about things than I am Mm. I don't know I think I'm when it really comes out that I'm an optimist is how like little I get sad over things and dwell on things Mm -hmm. because very much so I'll be sad for a moment and then I'll be like okay like I can't be sad anymore like this is exhausting like I don't have time to be this I can need to work on changing this or like something else comes up so I never like I don't know I don't I like think it's a big thing to like take a moment and be sad but then there also needs to be that next step of, okay, what am I going to do? How am I going to fix this? Yeah. You can't just wallow in it, which mm-hmm. for me, I think being a pessimist doesn't really help. If I'm sad, I kind of just want to <laughs> wallow in it for a little bit. And mm-hmm. I got to listen to that crying music oh a God. little bit too. That's I'm one of those people. the best part of being sad is listening yes. to the sad music and like putting, like looking out of a car window and being like, I'm in a music video. Yes. Yes. It's, the rain is coming down. <laughs> Some oh my people God. are like, oh no, I have to listen to happy music when I'm sad. And I'm like, screw, no. You I don't listen, listen to happy, happy music. music when I'm sad, but I listen to happy music so much all the time. So much so that my roommate, my pe- like most recent roommate and I, like we would just hear a song and she'd be like, oh my God, this is such a you song. And I'd oh be my like, gosh. It's happy, what do you mean? And she's like, you're so happy. I'm not All like, the time. <laughs> I'm not anti-happy music, but if I'm like down in the dumps, I need to have sad music because happy music just makes me feel more sad. But if I'm listening to sad music, it's like, oh, this person knows what I'm dealing Mm -hmm. with or like where I'm coming from. And like, that's good that I have someone to like echo my feelings off of, Mm -hmm. you know? Sometimes though, even when I hear my sad music, when I'm happy, I'm like, oh, no, uh uh-uh, no, don't feel that at all. (laughs) Skip it. Or even when I am listening to sad music, my roommate will still come in and be like, oh, this isn't even that sad. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's like, you should hear what I have. Oh, my God, it's much worse. <laughs> What's, like, sad music for you? Um, I have to listen to I like sad music when I study. Is that... I guess that's... No, I think that's good because it's kind of calmer and slower. Um, there's this one song. Mm-hmm. the band is literally called the weepies oh my gosh <laughs> that's if like peak sad song it's ever like ever a band for making sad music they have a song i think it was in how i met your mother but that's not where i heard it it called like the world spins madly on beautiful song hmm. very beautiful still about how even when everything is sad like the world is going to keep spinning like it'll yeah. still like stuff will keep happening it'll get better like time will go on maybe you should too yeah oh very like good that. song that's good I'll check it out. It literally starts, I woke up and wished that I was dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> peak sad song. Oh my gosh. Like, they're not lying to you at all. Literally, from the beginning, they're like, this is a sad song. We are called the Weepies. That's authenticity. Weep to our song. That's authenticity right there. <laughs> so that's, like, more, probably one of my saddest songs There's this song by The Shevin. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's C-H-E-V-I-N. Called Beautiful World. That was used in an episode of The Middle. In a mm. sad scene and so i had that song on my spotify for a long time mm-hmm. and for me i would just listen and it's called a beautiful world but it's a really slow and sad song and i would just listen to that if i was down in the dumps and it would just make me feel like a little bit better but that was one of my sad songs for the longest time i feel like every 90s 2000s kid avril lavigne is like oh peak yeah. Sad, yeah angst, like angsty song she's got, she's got so angst. many great ones yeah. she's got some bops even now and... in like my 20s i'm like man i just need to listen to some avril lavigne have a good cry oh there's um i'm with you yes oh very good sad song such a good sad song it's, oh. i think it's actually about suicide oh my god because she's talking about like she's standing on a bridge yeah waiting but no one's coming for her try and there's like a line that's like trying to figure out this life yeah and but it, I don't know where I am, who I, who you are, whatever. Oh, I'm yeah, with but I'm you. with you. Yeah. Which, to me, is almost like a sweet thought. Like, yeah. oh, well, she she's kind of lost, but she is with someone. Mm-hmm. But that is a re- oh, such a good sad song. Mm-hmm. Complicated wasn't like a sad song, but that was a good angsty song. Yeah. Just like, yes. this is horrible, screw it. And mm-hmm. oh, that was a good angsty song. Um, but 
that's all the questions I have about self-consciousness. Mm-hmm. Anything we missed, anything you want to say or uh, add that we didn't cover? Maybe just like a final message. Don't be so self-conscious. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, like life's going to keep on going on. You should too. No one cares about it as much as you do in that yeah. moment. You'll look back and it'll get, and you'll think like, oh, that was, why did I do that? I it gets better. I echo that. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course it's so much easier said than done. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually you have to realize like, if you're looking back, even just like two years from now, how important is this going to be? And mm-hmm. how important are your feelings about how you look at the moment? Um, just try and think ahead and not always in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, be optimistic. Or <laughs> or be pessimistic. Or pessimistic realistic. Be... I see. I'm a pes. I'm a realist pessimist. Yeah. So just we, be real realists. about whatever your approach is. Exactly. So be like, eh, this could be a big deal now, but maybe not later. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Thank you very much for tuning in to the discussion. We will be back with ads. This episode is sponsored by Carpets. Instead of walking all over people, try walking all over something that won't be left feeling worthless. So, next time you feel like disrespecting someone, walk all over a rug to feel smug. We are also sponsored by Hornets. They, like some people, bring nothing good to the table and only cause pain. Hornets, why the heck are they here? Alright, Jenna, we've got a really good game Mm -hmm. for today. Are you ready to play? Yes. (laughs) Alright, so the name of this game is Character Profile. And the way we play this game is I have a little page in this tiny little notebook that's got ten names. Uh, We'll both choose two, and then we'll both agree on a fifth. And so we'll have one minute... (laughs) her name and you're just going to talk about you're going to write who this person is what do they do famous for background stuff like that Mm -hmm. and then after the five minutes is up we're going to share what we wrote about each one and then we'll kind of i guess the most like outrageous or like the funniest one will win for each oh okay Um, so let me read off the names we've got mary higgle andressa louis wee so his first name's Louis, last name We. Is he French? It's two E's, so I'm going to say yes. I was really <laughs> proud of writing that name. George E. Blant, Big Famo, Mama Piazzi, Landon Pillar, Gaddy Seawee, Razbutt, and Dash and Smash. Oh my god. Dash, and for middle initial, <laughs> Smash. So, uh, what two names do you want? Oh my, can I look at them? Yeah, sure. Um, they're all so good. <laughs> yes. Well, first and foremost, I have to go with that one. Dash and Smash? Yay! All right, thank you. All right, so Dash and Smash, who um, else? I'm a big fan of Razbutt. I, <laughs> I was going to choose Razbutt, like, too. Oh. All right. Friendship. So, I'm going to choose... Louis, we, and let's do Big Famo. Two M's. All right, and then who do you want to be your fifth? Or who should be our fifth? So I kind of think maybe Landon Pillar. He has an almost normal name compared to the rest. Landon is my brother's middle name. Really? Yes, it is. Is that a sign? I guess so. All right. Do you want to do that one? Sure. Okay, all right. We've got our five names. All right, so we'll have one minute for each. You can't go back and add more to one that you've done after the time is up. This is the ACT rules. Oh, my Um, God. Did you ever take the ACT writing? No, I didn't. As someone who did, it was awful. (laughs) I believe you 100%. So we've got one minute. Our first is going to be Louis Wee. Are you ready? Yes. Alright, go. Alright, time's up. <laughs> did you get a lot down? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I did not get as much as I really wanted to. This but is... at the same time, I feel like any more time is just too much time. Alright, next is Big Famo. Are you ready? Yes. Oh, 
Oh, you did you, Jenna, did you cheat? I can't <laughs> disqualify. You were my first disqualified guest. I'm just kidding. Okay. I wrote a W. Oh, okay. Just that's a okay. W. <laughs> All right. What's the word? I, I want to know now. What's the word? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. On your mark, get set, go. <gasps> Dang it. I didn't right. have time to finish. <laughs> okay. Dang. This game is harder than I thought it was going to be. Oh, All right. This is the one I have no idea about. Landon Pillar. <laughs> All right, are you ready? Yes. Go. Time's up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is another one that's so Raz good butt. that I've not thought about at <laughs> all. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. No. Go. Oh, wait, are you, you're not? <laughs> well, just go. Okay, go. <gasps> oh, okay. That one was hard. <laughs> oh, my was gosh. Hard. Okay. I did not. That's the only one I've yet. I did not finish a sentence on. Uh, have I? Have you finished sentences for all of yours, or were you like mid sentence on some? I was mid sentence on some, but like the last one, I could end it there, but I had more I wanted to say. All right. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> all right. Dash and smash. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Go. Time's up. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> I have great feelings about this. All right. Oh my god. Do you want to go first for Louis Wee? Sure. Okay. I put that Louis Wee is a French pianist who wilt, who wet himself in the second grade and hasn't managed to ever live it down. Ooh. His favorite color? Yellow. <laughs> That's good. I like that detail of yellow. That All was right. an afterthought. I had time. <laughs> I said... A French immigrant, Louis works in the Bronx and auditioned for America's Got Talent by Yodeling. He made it to the semifinals, but was booted for sexually harassing Sharon Osbourne. Okay. <laughs> I. Yours were very specific. We both were like. I liked. I liked the wetting his pants and ha not being able to let that down. See. I don't know. I just like that detail in it. Uh, yours was very specific. I love how he has a whole story. He was an immigrant. He was working his way in the Bronx. Made got his it dream. to America's Got Talent. Like, yeah. Kicked off. Yeah. He was just too... French kissing is not always polite, um, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I'm going to give this one to you. You get number Yay. one. Whee. All right. Big Famo. Okay. I'll go first for this one. Okay. Weighing over 450 pounds. Oh He's the undefeated sumo wrestler from Nebraska. He's fought in 23 matches and typically wins by deploying his signature move, the flying buttress. <laughs> oh my god. You know I'm from Nebraska, right? You're what? I'm from Nebraska, born and raised. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were from Texas. I was... 4 to 14, Texas. Well, you... 0 to 4, Nebraska. <laughs> and as someone who has been to that state, that sounds accurate. <laughs> so, okay. All right, then. Who Who is Big Famo to you? I put, I love how we both went with the big part. I put a weighty man who works the fog machine for a popular rock band and has a very bad case of FOMO, fear of missing out. Oh. So he often leaves his position and takes, and I didn't get to finish, but I wanted to put and take center stage. Oh, what would he do? do intensively lip sync who knows i can <laughs> i can see that for big famo i like the career of working a fog machine for a band I that's very outside the box but i have to knock off a point not that we're using points but leaving <laughs> it mid-sentence to and me and oh is this the one you cheated yes, on yes i wrote a w Oh my gosh. By default, I give this one to me. Okay. <laughs> um, you want to go first for Landon Pillar? Oh, this one was probably my worst one. I put boy who skydived out of a plane and landed on a pillar. And I did the like shuggy emoji face. <laughs> I took my time to wrote that out because I couldn't think of anything. And then I put peaked in high school. <laughs> question mark. <laughs> question mark. <laughs> I, I, I didn't think about this one. The other ones were really good. Landon Pillar, I think, definitely peaked in high school. <laughs> it's, it's such a football name. That is a football name. Yes. Okay. I said a white male. He invented... <laughs> A dating site. I don't know if I can say that actually because that's copyrighted and that's a real dating website. Oh yeah, I um, did. I was like, oh, I could buy this. Yes. That's so cool. let's say he invented 
many whales in the ocean. Beautiful. Instead. Because sometimes we're not getting fishes. We're getting whales. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a whale of a deal. Um, He is over 60 and has collected every episode of Sesame Street. He's a widower with 12 canaries. Makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> <Why> <laughs> I thought I was like, he may have invented a Does dating website. Does he really website. like Big Bird? I don't know. I don't know. We, I like yours. Are you sure? Because yes, I take way off more a point creative. for using a copyrighted name. But I, uh, I don't know. I think mine was just okay. Yours was good, but it was short. It was I short. I could that. not think. I'm sorry, Landon Pillars out there. Landon, your name's just it's not that okay. interesting to me. I think you're going to get rasped butt because mine was not. <laughs> oh my God, I'm really proud of okay. this one. <laughs> All right. Um, I said, a tattoo artist from Miami. He creates the worst tattoos ever made. He has a sleeve of stick figure tattoos and has a tattoo of the Ten Commandments misspelling adult. I was going to say adultery, but... I didn't finish, so it just says misspelling adult. I didn't finish, but it still ended perfectly. I put girl who sat on a raspberry at the PTA picnic <laughs> while wearing her best white pants from the Gap. Now how is anyone going to take her seriously? <laughs> I like that. I never even thought. <laughs> <laughs> Raz butt as a nickname. Yeah. a nickname. Is hand, that hands down goes towards you. <laughs> um in her best white pants from the Gap. And she's got raspberries on her butt. <laughs> yes. That is so no one's going to take her seriously. She needs that soccer funding. I now know. she's never going to get it. PTA moms are going to ridicule her forever. And <laughs> dads. Mom, I've never Some been to a PTA be meeting. PTA. My mother was never in the PTA, but I just know that person so well, you know? I know. My mm-hmm. mom never did PTA either, but... Shout out to PTA moms. It's, yeah it's hard work that's hard work if any of you are listening which i don't think you are thank you for your service yeah um all right you want to go first for dash and smash okay wait did i win we're tied as of right now this did is I the tiebreaker yeah you, oh, oh yeah for oh, sure you got okay. i just want to make oh, sure yeah. i was like i'm pretty sure i got it but yeah you I, got just butt. for clarification um i put local criminal who dines and dashes then smashes the windows out of cars all about one song from glee Oh. And then I put Likes Incredibles and the Hulk because duh. Dash. Exactly. I was honestly considering involving the Incredible Hulk for this one just because signature line Hulk smash. Shout out to Rebecca Boini and the Incredible Hulk, Mark Ruffalo. Oh my god. Together forever. She loves. (laughs) I've discussed that with her before. Yes. Uh, Don't want to go into detail on that one. Okay, I said a monk from Spain. Dash has practiced celibacy for the past 12 years. Uh, For those of you who don't know what celibacy celibacy is, it means you swear off intercourse, um, which I think is mandatory for monks anyway. Uh, I don't know. I Um, I took a religion class, but here I am. I'm like, I don't know. Some monks are married, aren't they? Or could have been married and then gave... uh, Whatever. Anyways. Anyway, I (laughs) honestly don't know. Um, before Before he was a nymphomaniac, uh, he has over 63, 63 children and has met only seven of them. Could have done 69 children. <laughs> Just, that's my only comment. That's, that's a known joke. Oh my gosh. Honestly, I should have been created enough Anyways, to think of Anyways, but that. that's beautiful, yeah. I, I don't want to do a tiebreaker, cause, but at the same time, I think you really hit it on the head and I don't want to accept defeat. <laughs> but I like All I that you incorporated both his first and last name into what he does. Because also for Raz Butt, you didn't take it necessarily as like a name name. You took it as like a nickname. Yeah. And like, I think that's really creative. Hmm. I'm I'll, I'm going to give it that yay, one to you. That yay. was a good one. Jenna, you win. Yay. Even good. after getting points deducted. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. That is true. I still think you did very well. It's not well. about each individual battle. It's about the whole war. Ooh. Deep. Yes. I that like should that. be a Kelly Clarkson song, I feel like. Honestly, I think <laughs> it probably that sounds is. Like a song that sounds her. like something she would say. Yes. Um, thank you very much for being mm-hmm. on the show. Great episode. I'm so grateful for you being here and grateful for you being a wonderful friend. Oh, thank you. Thank you so thank much you. for being so willing to come on and play this ridiculous game that honestly was really fun i feel yes um i will give you five seconds to make a psa of anything that you want um 
Five, <laughs> oh my god. Four, um, three. I don't have anything. Two, Thank you. One. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, closing announcements. Uh, thank you very much for tuning into this episode. Please subscribe so that you never miss an episode. New episodes, uh, I'm saying that phrase a lot, I'm sorry, come out every other Tuesday. So be sure to check, and you won't have to check if you subscribe. Um, you can follow me on Spotify, on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and other podcast-based streaming platforms. Please leave a review. It is the best way for other people to know what this podcast is all about and how great it is to listen to. Follow me on Instagram at Savage Sasquatch83. And stay good out there, everyone. Thank you very much for tuning in. I will see you next time.